Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. In the past, one of the indications of being good in business and successful and respectable person in general was job stability. You graduated from high school or college, you got a job, and you stuck at it for 40 years. If you did well, you'd work your way up through the ranks and end up in management. But even if you didn't, you appreciated the security, you were loyal to the company, and you retired with a decent pension. That's all changed, markedly. These days, there's usually no pension waiting for you, and far from any stigma being attached to changing jobs, we regard change and new challenges as positive. Today, I'd like you to meet two people who have both recently made big changes. For 11 years, Dana Baker was executive director of Festival International. For most of us, running the most popular music festival in town, and one of the greatest in the country, would be a dream job. Dana's new job keeps that dream alive. As of late 2016, Dana is the executive director of the Acadiana Symphony. Dana, welcome to Out to Lunch. Wow, thank you. Harold Bernard has started a new business at the time of life most people are retiring. Harold is 65 and as of January 2017 is the founder and owner of Glide Studios on Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette. Harold is a dancer and dance teacher. Glide Studios is a place where you can learn dance, watch dance or just plain old dance. Harold, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Dana, you don't come from a classical music background. Your experience with Festival International and your background as an event planner and promoter has given you other skills that the symphony is obviously looking for in hiring you. The skills you came in with were the marketing. How has that changed since you've been there? I've had to kind of figure out, maybe I have to have to learn a little bit more about what the symphony is. You know, I started at festival, I was a volunteer for a long time, right? So I knew lots about the organization before I ever walked in the door. And so here, I'm lucky if I went to one symphony performance in the entire time I've lived here, my, almost my whole life. And so it was kind of definitely like, oh, okay, this is, this is a little bit different, you know, in that respect. What's the one thing about the symphony that you didn't know and you still don't think the public knows and you'd like to tell oh, them? I thought, I say two things. I thought I had to wear basically sequins and a, a full-length fur. <laughs> and I thought that tickets to go were e extraordinarily expensive. Like, I was thinking probably $250 Per show. Now, why do I why do I think this random number? Because in my mind, it's at the tip top of the pyramid of of artsy things, right? So it's kind of like it's intimidating. So as soon as I found out that number one, I can go. Well, I wear dresses, so I don't can't wear shorts. I wouldn't wear shorts like Harold would, but. I, <laughs> but, but I've I, never I, worn shorts to the symphony, Dana Baker. <laughs> but you could. That's the point. You could. I didn't know that. People wear all sorts of things. Correct. You could, I, literally, you could wear any, I mean, clothing um, is, is required, but not, <laughs> not, the, not the type or style of clothing. Nobody cares. I had no idea. 
And tickets are like, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't go, I couldn't buy a meal. I could not have a meal for, for what I'm paying to, to go to the symphony. It's just crazy. Well, that leads me on to ask you, Harold. It's, it's one thing to get a building on Jefferson Street and open the doors to dancers. It's a whole other thing to keep those doors open. Having been a dancer and a dance instructor, you're now a business owner. How are you finding that that's changing your world? Well, when I, when I leased the building and we named Glide Studios Lafayette, from the very beginning, I had decided that it was going to be a multi-use facility. And I was going to try and bring other people into the facility, other dancers, which I have, other performers, which I have. And, you know, it's a great, it's a great gallery space also. So that's something I've been doing. Um, I've been having some concerts uh, in the evenings. Uh, David Greeley did an acoustic concert. Sweet Cecilia did an acoustic concert. Unplugged. And I think that kind of venue in Lafayette is really needed. And all of that's helping me keep the doors open. But my main thing is to get people in my building, get people interested. Right now, I've got a burlesque troupe that's rehearsing, wow. a, belly dance troupe, <laughs> a belly dance troupe that's rehearsing. I've got a West Coast swing guy on Tuesday nights. I just had an incredibly successful poetry reading. Uh, by Meredith Johnson and her, her bunch. The fact that I've gotten a building and I have a base is drawing people to me, not only for projects in the building itself, but I worked in the past couple of months, I worked in Chicago, I worked in New Orleans, uh, I've worked in, I get, I'm, I'm working in the schools. It seems like I'm easily, more easily accessible to Well, people. they know where to find you now, I guess. Now I guess they do. For sure. <laughs> so what prompted both of you to make the, a change? It's a little bit of a sad story, I think, but, but in, a, in, a, in a, an empowering way. 2016, I lost my mom. I lost my ex-husband, who's been my best friend for 20-plus years, 25 years. And... Actually, I had talked to him the same week that he had passed away. I was like, man, I don't know about this symphony thing. I think maybe I want to try it, but mm, I don't know. And he's like, he gave me, of course, gave me his list of, as he normally would, a list of all the reasons why I should do it. And uh, I was like, all right. So the next day I did. And uh, then I, I, it was just time to, it was time for a little bit of a change, you know, my mom, when she passed away, she had um, she waited her whole life, right, to to do all the things. She to, she retired, and then six months later, she was gone. And I don't want to have that experience, same experience. I if I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try it. I might fail. I might not, right? But but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot and try something a little bit different than. You know, festival was such a huge part of my life and still is a huge part of my life. Um, but I think I can add something to that. And, and I think that that was the challenge of that is kind of what, um, in addition to all these other big things that happened in my life, um, kind of inspired me to, to give it a shot, give life kind of a shot again. Sometimes you have to take those risks. You definitely do. And talking about that, Harold, what made you get a place downtown at this point in your life? I saw this spot that came up and it was a yoga studio that was closing down and I went, snapped my fingers and I went, this would be a great little dance studio. 
And the inspiration for it was having to schedule and move around and, and find venues to work in and not having people be able to come to you is trying. It's, it's very difficult getting to places, setting up sound systems, getting canceled because of something else. So I said, well, I'll do this and I'll have a place to teach and I'll have a place to dance. And, and, and I have been teaching and traveling for a lot of years. Since 1985, I've been on the road. I went on the road with Christine Balfe and Millie Artigo, two people that I can't help but mention because they're the ones that, that put me on the road. Um, all over Canada, United States, European work. We worked in England, Germany. I worked in Belgium and France. So um, it's not like I just decided to be a dance teacher. I've been doing it for a long time, but getting a space like this and what the organic, the, the, what's going on with it is incredible. Dana, it's obvious to an outsider what the symphony needed from you. They needed someone that understood marketing, event planning, running an organization. Since you've been there, what have you learned from the symphony? I feel like my IQ has uh, jumped up probably about 20 points <laughs> since, I, since I started there because I've, I'm having to use different pieces of my brain, different parts of my brain, and, and really kind of refine some of my skill sets and then kind of good examination of stuff I don't really know, right? And so trying to marry those two, it's, it's, it's man, it, it, it's been a huge education just in what, seven or eight months, six or seven months period of time. I, I've learned more about how, the, how um, a symphony uh, performance is uh, planned out, how the music works and where, what portion of the orchestra does this and all of these things that are not necessarily super important to, to my part of the job, but it helps me to understand how it might be, it might be an important educational piece to someone else and to kind of figure, figure all those things out. It's like your management style is gonna change. Totally has changed, you would die. So, so Harold and I, we, you know how we met? We met at festival, he was on the board. And so we worked together there for quite a number of years. And so, but so my management style there was probably a little bit different than, than, it, than it is now, probably Expand, a lot. Expand, please. Well, no, I think I got that job when I was so young and I was, you know, a little bit intimidated, a little bit not, and trying to, you know, when you're young and you think you know everything, I did that. And, um, <laughs> and, but, but, and then, but you, you sometimes you hold on a little too tight and then you kind of, you learn to let go. New people come in and they kind of teach you how to let go, even though, you know, we all still want to hold on to stuff. And um, so I'm, I'm not like that anymore. They're one of two symphonies in the country. With the conservatory, With the yeah. conservatory. So they, they teach children. It's a huge component of our, of our, our mission, of, of kind of who we are. I'm a people watcher, right? And so I would stand in a corner and I would literally pay attention to how does someone walk through the festival? How do they plan their way through, right? Well, you can't just you know, talk to people too, but you, you can't, it's not as, as uh, tra I don't want to say transient, because it sounds, uh, but it doesn't, it's more of a, it's a different kind of flow. And so with the symphony, it's not that way. You don't just, you're not walking from one place to, an, to, to another to kind of figure out what you're interested in. You're, you're making the decision before you come in. And so kind of getting to know, having real different kinds of conversations with people, different relationship building type of things, right? And so really getting to know 
why is this important to you? Why do you like this? You know, and and that's it's a little bit it's a little less um, voyeuristic. Kind of sounds bad too. I don't mean it that way, but it's a little more. Um, Intimate. Yeah, it is. It is. I got to hang a. Um, I'm it's gonna more jump. vulnerable. I'm going to jump in. I got to hang a show, a photography show at Glide Studios this morning with Dickie Landry, the oh, internationally wow. famous um, saxophonist so and painter. <laughs> and I've been knowing Dickie for a long time, probably 40 years. And he's celebrated in so many places. He's, he's shown here a bit at the Hilliard and at the ACA. But um, Dickie's, I think, 78 now and I had a show cancel on me in June I'm gonna tell this quick story I had a show cancel on me in June and I had people telling me man just take it take it easy take it organically like just let it happen and oddly enough I've got no show to put up in June no exhibit to put up in June and I was walking my dog Lulu down the street and Dickie lives on Jefferson Street and he opened the door and almost hit me in the face <laughs> with it <laughs> And I said, what's going on, Dick? He said, oh, not much. What's going on with you? I said, well, I said, just had a show canceled this morning on me in June. I'm kind of wondering what I should do. And he goes, well, let me show my musician photographs. He's been taking pictures of Clifton Chenier and Boisek Ardouin, Octaw Clark, and Hector, Hector Duyon and, and, and Cleveland Chenier. He's been taking pictures of them since 1966. So we hung the show this morning, and I just want to... He, he's just such a great guy to work with. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Harold Bernard, dancer and owner of Glide Studios in Lafayette, and Dana Baker, executive director of the Acadiana Symphony. You've got these places now, but you're both going to have to expand to find new audiences. How, how are you going to do that? Well, I know I'm... Take, I'm, I'm I'm kind of focusing on taking the symphony to you where you are, right? Um, so you're going to bring them to my house? Maybe. You don't know. Maybe so. I might. I might bring it to a lot of people's houses. But uh, popping up in places you wouldn't necessarily expect, right? Um, they're not kind of taking that in. So I know I'm not the only person who kind of feels intimidated by the whole idea of going to this symphony, right? So kind of taking them out of there and into a, a context that they that they would understand it, right? Or, or in a place that is maybe more familiar to them. Like a maybe trio at, at Glide Studios. At Glide Studios, <laughs> right. For Absolutely. an art walk. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. <laughs> but, you know, anything from Glide Studios to an abandoned office building, um, a warehouse uh, in the middle of the street. It's all about Somewhere. breaking down that barrier to entry to make it easy. Absolutely. I think, I think juxtaposing music with environment yes. is one of the most special things that can happen. Absolutely. I started, uh, we, we started a jam session at my house, a Cajun jam session, which wasn't a popular thing to do in 1997. <laughs> we started one at my house then, me and John Buckaloo and Ryan Hanks. And four years later, because there were so many people in my house every Wednesday <laughs> night, we moved it down to uh, Chris's Po' Boys. Which, was which is Pamplona now. And we started featuring, I started featuring um, older musicians with some younger people they were mentoring. And I, love that. I put chairs in there. It wasn't a dance. You put chairs and you, 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 these musicians would tune. We had a little stage for them. And, and to hear them tell the stories, in other words, it, it kind of put Cajun music on a, on a pedestal. 
And I had experienced that in other places in the country where I traveled to do dance workshops and festivals like Augusta and Buffalo Gap and Ashokan, where they took these Cajun musicians and instead of them just always playing a dance, being the dance band, they put them up there for listening. Similar uh, to what yeah. is what going I love on is symphony. that you're right. taking Cajun musicians and putting them on a pedestal, and Dana, you're doing the opposite. You're taking these classical musicians <laughs> Absolutely. Who to, and bringing them into, it's important. into yeah. the audience. Yeah. It's what, it's what, I think it's what brings, draws people to it. It's like it, she's trying to make it more palatable for people, and I'm trying to say, wake up. This hold is off special. on that. Hold off on that six-pack of beer and that two-step. We're going to sit down and listen to these guys. Right. I think that that makes Lafayette a great place. Both of Doesn't these it? things. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it does. We, it's a special we, place. We need both of you, and I love that. Even though I've tried to veer this towards business, all of both of your answers have all been about music. <laughs> However much I've, I've tried, and and I think that is probably the success for both of you. That it's it is a business, and you're both very grounded in what you do. But it's about the music and about the connection to people. I've always said about artists in South Louisiana. I don't care if it's a a, a visual artist or a musician or a dancer. We live in a state, or we live in a an environment where, you know, we're not getting big government money in Lafayette. Right. We're not a state like Texas, which is funded for the arts, are funded and funded and funded. And I think sometimes the fact that, that we're not getting all that funding makes artists prosper even more. They have to dig down deep and, and figure out different ways to do things. Well, it what, speaks to how who we are, who who the people here are, and how we got here. It's kind of it's kind of the same. We don't we depend on the federal government to 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 really um, make things happen. So, are you both finding that there's enough, basically, there's enough cash in people's pockets to support what you do? Sure, I think <laughs> I think uh, um, I mean I'd like to see more of there. We want to see more of their money a little bit, but but I think that that people here um, it's such a it's a generous place in a lot of different respects, right? I mean, when 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 your neighbor is hurting or a flood victim, or I hate to use the word victim even, but but have you know have have those types of things? We are the, we're there, Johnny on the spot, right? Well, with with music uh, in particular in our culture. We, we, we get it already. We get that it's what makes us different. Not just, I mean, of course, our food and all of these things, but it's the people that make it different. And the people are the music. The music is the people. It's all, it's all interconnected. I am, as a business owner, as a having, I've got a 1,500 square foot studio with two bathrooms in the back and a place to park my car and an address and a location. And how do I get people in my building? How do I do it? Well, I have to rely on some of it on going out there and exposing myself as much as I can in a, in a good way, on a dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> but the main thing I have to do is I have to partner with people. Right. I, have to, I, have to, I have to call Basin Arts and I have to, I have to call the Blue Moon and I gotta call JSP and I gotta call, um, the, I gotta call the schools and see if they wanna do something. I have to partner because the more places I'm associated with and the more people I'm associated with is how that place is going to prosper. Like this month at Glide Studios, I had a cancellation of a pretty famous artist around here. 
just didn't feel like doing it. Last minute. Well, here I am. I put Dicky Lander together, Kathy Dumas Neal, who I've been knowing since the first grade, Christy Mayu. She's working on her master's degree at um, University of Vermont, and the fabulously talented Trent Oob. I just I'm doing a group show. It's I just got finished hanging most of it this morning. It's that's what I'm talking about partnering. Yeah, and I think you're both producing stories by through these partnerships and through through the things the symphony are doing this year to tell on social media. Yes. And that seems to be I, I notice you all over social media, Harold. So it's well, it's obviously be, a natural have, way to share. You have to the be happenings. interesting. You have to be interesting. There's so many things competing for your attention, right? Well, so it's sad. It's just you it's know when I moved totally when I came saturated. back from New Orleans, mm -hmm. I was going. God, it's so saturated. There's so much to do in New Orleans every day. How do people go? How do they keep doing <laughs> it? How you know? I, and I get back to Lafayette, and it seems like it's worse. Yes. It, you know, and, and I love the idea of pop-ups and and doing all these things because it integrates everything. Mm -hmm. So um, my social media habits, yes, I've been I've been working through social media. It's, you have to, I think. Yeah, you do. Um, well, that's where your new audiences are. Right. right, right. And I'm working at the university. I've got a young woman that's helping me at the university, and she's going into the theater department, and she's going into the art department, and she's going into the music department and the communications department, and she's trying to get young college-age kids to social dance and couple dance. Because mm -hmm. that's what we're kind of after. We've lost so many dance halls. I mean, if I could tell you how many dance halls, I used to have to pick from like 20 dance halls a week to go to a dance. And they've burned, the owners right. have faded away. So there's not as many social dance places as there used to be. Certainly there's Joie de Vie, the Mulots, there's Blue Moon, there's, some, there's places, right. more than most cities. But the country places have by and large gone away. And I've lost my chain of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned collaborating. You mentioned Basin Arts. We're, we're doing this huge collaboration with um, music, dance, and virtual reality, and kind of bringing Shakespeare and virtual reality kind of in the same in the same plane, right? And so Claire Cook is doing this huge thing with this whole host of, we've got Lafayette High, you've got UL, we have Baton Rouge, all of these people coming together, yeah. and, and it, it makes for a more interesting uh, experience, right? right? I mean, it just, it, it, it magnifies everything else. Claire has done an incredible job. I'm, she really I has. hope to be working with her soon in some capacity. Um, but she's done an incredible job of, you know, you were just talking about marketing. How do we get people in? How much money do we make? And that's, I'm taking examples from Claire Cook is one person that's an incredible, yes. doing incredible. Yes. And, and, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to my good friend Mark Falgu. Mark oh, Falgu man. has Mark been partnering. <laughs> He's been partnering in this town for a long time. Yeah. Really, as a humble, with a humble front, and those I watched for years, and I actually gave that jam session that went on for years and years. I gave it to Mark. <laughs> yes. I, didn't say, I shouldn't say gave it. I said right. I can't go no more. The Blue Moon is a perfect venue for it, and so it's been from 1997. To 2017 it's still going on but that that's a perfect example of a partnership that's 
So we can't do it on our own. No. There's and no what I way. love about this town is it, it's likely to be the same people that will be downtown on a Saturday night and then at the symphony on a Absolutely. Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the great thing about this town, that people aren't closed off to a particular kind of music. Right. And I think with you guys at the helm of, of the different kinds of music, both reaching out to the same audiences, things are going to get better for everyone and we're all going to see a lot more different types of And it's of for music. the kids. Right. We it's, do all about, it's all about, you know, I'm trying Aww. to affect children as much as possible because they affect me. It's just all there is to it. Well, it's, 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 it's everything. It's everything. It's, it's talk about expanding your audience, but they're, they're, they have to, this is, this is teaching, teaching about culture. I'm talking to teaching our, teaching, teaching about culture in particular. I mean, that's. Would you like me to hold your hand again? <laughs> <laughs> Just talk with my hands. I'm sorry, um, but but you know we we we're in schools. We we do these lessons um, at the conservatory too, and so all of these things. If it, it, it's such a it's such an important component to what what Harold is doing and what we're doing day in and day out. You know, it's not a oh let's do it for this thing over here. It's it's a it's part of it's our core mission. Music and dance are central to the lives of most people in the world, but probably not as much as they are here to us in Acadiana. Music and dance are woven into the fabric of our very lives here. Sorry. Music and dance are woven into the fabric of life here. Dana and Harold, it's been great to learn about both of your new ventures in classical music with the symphony, Dana, and in dance with Glide Studios, Harold. We wish you the best of luck. I don't think either of you need it. And we look forward to keeping up with you. Thank you both for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch. Merci beaucoup. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Dana Baker, Executive Director of Cadiana Symphony, and Harold Bernard, founder and owner of Glide Studios. You can find out more about Dana's Symphony Orchestra and Harold's Dance Studio by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Café Vermilionville in Lafayette. Café V is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our researcher is Anne Christian. Our theme song, Onku Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Gwen O'Cran. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, it's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet-friendly with free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you next week around the table here at Cafe Pavilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. 